This is Fiberside Chat, a 3GIS podcast, bringing you the latest practices in the world of fiber networks and plus architecture. Hello and welcome to the Fiberside Chat podcast brought to you by the experts at 3GIS. I am your host, Hillary Kennedy, and today we're focusing on the value of not only documenting your network assets in a system that makes it possible to understand their current and potential usage, but to do it in a system that's open to other business processes and applications. You know, focusing on an open system rather than implementing or maintaining a closed system can lead to protecting the veracity of the data, generating more revenue, and providing a better customer experience, and, and much, much more. So I have two great guests today to discuss this topic. First is Michael Measles, VP of Product Management at 3GIS. And Michael is a technology specialist with a concentration in GIS. His experience combines expert orchestration of operations, finance, business development, information technology, and project execution to provide organizational transformation and team structures to surpass both internal and external customer demands. And then we also have Matt Sherrod, GTM America's service provider for Blue Planet. And Matt is an experienced sales and product management leader with a demonstrated history of building and transforming OSS management solutions. So I have to say two ideal experts for today's topic. Welcome to the show, Michael and Matt. Thank you, Hillary. We're happy to be here. Absolutely. Okay, so Matt, let's start with you. From a market perspective, have you seen a shift in the last 12 to 24 months in the thinking of customers as it relates to the need for open communication between systems? And if you have, you know, what are what are maybe three to five drivers associated with this shift? Now, that's a great question, Hillary. The, what we're really seeing is this shift from what I would call some of the traditional uh, monolithic frameworks uh, to a, a real desire to have more openness. And what's driving that is the ability to deliver new complex services faster, generate revenue from them, be able to improve your customer experience, as well as what we're seeing here in just the last 12 months is a real acceleration around how do they turn their systems into more like a factory. The ability to go from 35,000 subscribers to 200,000 subscribers and to do that in a very short period of time really requires systems that are very open and that are easy to integrate to be able to provide the information that they need to, to be able to build those new services or to troubleshoot those services. So we're seeing a lot of activity across both, you know, kind of the traditional building, maintaining and supporting networks, as well as a big push for the ability to, to grow faster, to be able to acquire other network assets, and then be able to, to integrate those into your systems and processes. And, and without an open system, you simply can't do that. Too many times they're left with multiple islands that have to be managed independently, and the cost is just too high. The complexity is too high. So we're seeing a, a big shift into to more of the kind of open frameworks and, and these open APIs that allow your products to communicate across the different platforms. Well, and so, Michael, are you seeing that same thing? We are. absolutely agree with Matt in terms of some of his perceptions of the market and what he's seeing. We're, we're seeing similar movement, and there's probably multiple factors for growth, obviously, is one of those factors in terms of you know, globally, we're seeing fiber of the home build outs, essentially taking significant strides and moving forward, whether that's in Europe. Middle East is fairly built out. 
outside of some some developing countries and then obviously here in North America as well. I think the other thing that we're seeing is a newly educated customer base. Historically, we have had very few conversations in terms of what APIs are available to connect to my downstream systems, as Matt alluded to, from those customers that aren't necessarily your tier one or tier two providers. We're seeing it from the altnets that are coming in into the market in the UK, for instance, We're seeing it from municipalities here in the United States that are considering building out network, whether it be for fiber to the home or to enable enterprise transport. They're all much more educated than than what they were even five years ago in terms of the value of having these connected systems and allowing these connected systems to ultimately inform better decisions as it relates to maybe quality of service to the customer, certainly revenue in terms of capturing new revenue and maintaining that revenue. And both of those obviously tie back into churn uh, you know, in terms of potential potential loss of revenue as well. So you know, what we've done and, and, and are continuing to do is listen to the market feedback and, and the market is is from on high saying, you know, we must have more connectivity via APIs. Uh, there's even driving expectations that the conversations that that Matt and I have had uh, over the past between Blue Planet and 3GIS are already occurring, um, not necessarily conversations that are going to occur as a project implementation, uh, but rather an expectation that these integration hooks are, are available between the two systems as part of their purchasing process. Uh, so we're excited about it, but we're definitely enthusiastic that, that customers are coming to the table in a more informed way. And I, I give credit to organizations such as Riverside, such as and what we're doing here and, and others across the globe that are beginning to educate the customer as to why this is important. Absolutely. And, you know, it seems like now everybody's really focused on their bottom line. I heard both of you mention revenue. So, I, you know, I would like to know, and, and Matt, I'll let you answer this first. Are customers able to meet today's revenue and retention goals without having that ecosystem? And how are they justifying the capital expense of change against the potential return on investment? No, Hillary, that's a great sequence. You know, what you're talking about is is how do these companies both, you know, how do they recognize the problem, you know, how they see it in their current state, as well as how do they really justify the solution? I was talking with a, a small regional provider just yesterday, and what they were sharing is there is immense amounts of capital coming into the market that is being pushed. They're, they're being pushed to be able to increase their subscribership, to be able to get their networks built out, both uh, residential and enterprise services. But the problem they're facing is with their traditional systems. The old antiquated closed systems, they simply cannot get the throughput that they need. They can't get the process improvements that they have to have. And, and so that leaves them with... Guys, we need a modern solution. We need something that we can easily bring in that can start with us today, Greenfield, grow very rapidly, be able to federate and pull in the information from some of those existing islands. So you standardize over time, but it really allows them to accelerate their business. I was talking to one of the CTOs and and he said, you know, Matt, we can't afford not to do this because not only do we have to do it to meet our targets for growth, but we also have to run our business much more efficiently because we're hitting price targets and and 
customer SLAs that are so much tighter than they were just five years ago. The expectations from the customer perspective are so much higher. The, the value of the services and what can be delivered and, and how do you guarantee those, you really need a set of integrated, not just GIS and inventory, but even assurance. And all of that's got to be pulled together. Without an openness, without APIs to share that information, they would just be stuck you know, in silos trying to, to throw manpower to solve the problem. And you simply can't do that when you're in a market that has to scale this efficiently. And so, Michael, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. And I, and I, th- I think in, just in terms of, of what our customers are telling us is having an open system that provides the ability to, to create the connectivity that's required, as Matt said, in terms of service assurance, in terms of understanding my outside plan inventory and how it's connected and being provisioned is ultimately leading to to greater efficiencies, number one, uh, which is allowing you know, customers to, as I mentioned earlier, to provide that quality of service that they, that they intend to provide and have committed to provide from an SLA perspective. I think it's also important to note that the idea of APIs isn't necessarily a new one. APIs have existed in this industry for quite some time, and what our customers are, are moving you know, quickly towards is, is more cloud or, or cloud-based or web-based implementations of their solutions. So uh, having web service-enabled APIs is becoming even more critical than maybe what we've seen in terms of an on-premise enterprise construct. Uh, so you know, as we continue to evolve uh, as an industry, I think it's important to note that you know our, our customers are are taking advantage of the infrastructure that they're deploying for their customers as part of their normal operating procedures. So that means they're using the web, they're using that pipe in such a way that ultimately is going to lend you know them to be more successful, but it's certainly moving towards web-based solutions. So you know, as, as we think about how we build these solutions and how we understand connectivity across organizations, meet these enterprise needs, understanding that, the, that an open standard, that your ability to at least talk between multiple systems without necessarily having to federate significant amount of data and refederate significant amount of data over time, you know, maybe even via a local LAN, is really not where the industry is headed. And a lot of that is probably attributed to the fact that these large enterprise customers and even these small alt nets, as I mentioned, the UK, are, are really being forced to to scale their operations, to meet the need quicker, to do it in a way that's that's affordable and efficient, and ultimately lends to allowing kind of this connected loop of information, I should say, and allows the decision makers inside the organization, whether it be the customer service, turning up a new customer to to the knock and understanding service assurance in terms of outage, these connected systems and delivering that information in a way that one can visualize is, is becoming much, much more significantly important uh, to these businesses and even more so, I would argue, uh, an expectation. Well, and you, you both touched on this a bit. You know, the industry is evolving so quickly. I mean, the, the future is already here. So what does the future hold in terms of openness and interoperability? You know, are we going to see a, a greater shift to moving away from point solutions and a shifted focus towards network management platforms? I think you're going to see a, a continued shift. What we've been seeing in the, the industry is really where organizations have grown through acquisition or they've implemented systems over time, they may be trying to manage their network with 30 different siloed applications. And that just breeds a huge amount of inefficiency as well as you know the lack of, of customer support. When you have an outage in, in a traditional 
company we'd talk about the way they would operate, say, five years ago, you might have an all-hands-on-deck type call where you've got optical and IP engineers, you've got all the, the tier one operations and tier three engineering teams all trying to troubleshoot an issue and trying to do it across seeing that particular problem across 30 different applications that might be monitoring a piece of it. With the open APIs and this open infrastructure, we're seeing a lot of adoption of some of the, the TMF controls that allow standard calls back and forth between the products. You get a much more integrated view. An example of this would be one of our customers that had 3GIS and, and Blue Planet, where you can see not only here's the, the outside plant, here's the actual routing of the, the cable, but here are the set of services that depend on it. Here are the customers. Here's not only who would be impacted by this particular outage, but then being able to say, what's the utilization change on my network? Where can I move this traffic uh, to repair that link that, that won't cause other customer impacts? That level of integration was just impossible before you started to, to see some of the open APIs and this openness where we can start sharing information across the frameworks, across the, the different applications. So it's no longer, here's 30 different things you got to manage. It's guys, you can provide the information. You have all of the, the team, a much smaller team, using the same source of truth to be able to resolve issues or in the case of you know laying new services or, or bringing on a, a new neighborhood, being able to do that in a single consistent way has really provided huge value for our organizations and our customers. And, and we see that as a desire that they're really wanting to move to more of this open flow type set of capabilities as opposed to you know all of these siloed applications that they've been struggling with for so many years. Yeah, you're right. It's made it so much easier for things to be more streamlined. Michael, what, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so that question is interesting. I, I probably can come up with a lot of metaphors around it, but I would say that the future is already here in terms of expectations from customers in the market. We're certainly seeing a shift. I would even argue it's more of a demand uh, that network management platforms become more open, that we turn to focusing on how that openness really allows for interoperability between systems. And you know, I think there's there's some challenges there in terms of in terms of historical systems that have already been deployed that aren't necessarily as open. Some other challenges in terms of technology that's not really um, maintaining you know a pace of development that's in line with the market expectations. And then finally, I, th I think ultimately it, it, there is a function of cost as well. Uh, so the more open, more interoperable systems that we can produce and deliver across multitude number of customers or, or across an entire market, you know, the cost for that, that type of deployment will come down. However, we still need to realize that there are, there are those data silos, as Matt mentioned, that sit out there today. And getting that data over into a system that's capable, that's capable of, of interoperating with other types of data is probably our biggest lift moving forward. In terms of greenfield deployments, it's much less complex, I should say, uh, but brownfield deployments and understanding what, what's required to really move forward in this regard and having kind of our eyes wide open as we move into that, I think is significantly important and that, that primarily gets back to even you know the second question and understanding the return on investment with it. So the efficiencies that could be gained by such an activity and secondarily, I'd say efficiencies and revenue that could also be gained. It could be two or three times 
uh, more than the cost of the implementation. We have a customer that we worked with with Matt on, on this in particular. And we, we saw significant savings over time and to the tune of eight or nine hundred thousand dollars per year. But we haven't necessarily been able to evaluate, we will next year, the gains that are going to come from increased revenue. So I would say that there's somewhat of a leap of faith in moving forward, uh, but be confident in the fact that having a system that's open and provides interoperability or a system of systems anyway that allows you to do that with one uh, source of truth really can lend itself to much greater efficiencies that translate into real dollars in terms of man hours. Uh, and then more importantly, will translate into increased revenue. Well, I think that, uh, you know, the highlight for me today talking to both of you is your enthusiasm for this, you know, that you guys are meeting these customer demands and challenges, that you're looking forward to the increased efficiencies and revenue and everything that's on the horizon. So this has been a really helpful, really fun conversation. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you, Hillary. My pleasure. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Fiberside Chat. Thank you again to Michael Measles and Matt Sherrod for joining me. And thank you for tuning in to the episode of Fiberside Chat. You know, if you'd like to hear more episodes of the podcast and to stay up to date with all of our future episodes, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, because we will be back soon with another episode. But until then, I have been your host, Hillary Kennedy. Thanks so much for joining us.